<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And give games away. Players get by just fine on minimum wage. If wins are required for you to be a fan, you don't know who they will do you, man. And welcome back to Fuck You. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. After perfect harmony. Fucking crushed it. I know, dude. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Seeing across from me is... Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson, who we were talking about Rise Against before the podcast. That was Swing Life Away by Rise Against. But that was like... You saw Rise Against like back in the day. Yeah, I saw him like, as a, as a, like before they were headlining. Who'd you, who'd you see them open for? Um, I picture them opening for like Green Day or some shit. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the one... The first time I saw him was at Bogarts. Oh, that rips. And uh, it was like... It was a, a bunch of punk bands on that thing. Uh... Damn it, I don't remember who headlined it, honestly, man. Uh, yeah, but I remember, like, I, I was, it was before I had heard them on the radio, like, before I really knew who they were. <clears throat> and, like, a couple of us after we left, we're like, oh, that one band was really good. And then we heard a couple of the songs, like, start hitting the radio, like, real shortly after that. Because their first ones were, like, Swing Life Play was, like, one of their first ones. Yeah, it was pretty early on. Um, I think they had, like, Give It All came yeah, out. Yeah, uh, I think Yellow Card was on the same thing. Or maybe oh, okay. Else. I can't remember. I went to so many fucking shows back then. I've never been to Bogarts for a show. Dude, I used to, I used to know all the security guys there and stuff. And no shit. My friend, my friend's girlfriend used to be like the lady who gives out promo tickets. Okay. So yeah, we used to go up there. Like if we just didn't have shit else to do, we'd go. Even if it was like a band you've never heard of. Sometimes. Because but... nowadays it's like so many shows at Bog. I mean, not not nowadays, obviously. Yeah. But like pre-COVID, so many shows were like. Come see this fucking ACDC tribute show or come Midget see... Midget Wrestling. I was just about to say Midget Wrestling. They have, it's there a lot. A lot. How is it? I I bet it's the funniest thing. It's it's fun for a little while, but then it gets very like... Alright, I probably shouldn't be laughing at this this much. <laughs> like, I mean, we've laughed at so many horrible things. <clears throat> right, but it's like it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, these dudes are really like beating the shit out of themselves <laughs> like you kind of start feeling bad at a certain point they have like a little the most adorable concussion you've ever heard of no they, they fuck each other up pretty good oh man like a, a lot of those dudes are in really fucking good shape oh, oh dude i don't and, doubt it and do some wild shit <laughs> once their little bodies off the top rope somebody <laughs> and then there's like 
the one time we were there, it was like Vixens of Wrestling were oh, there. Oh, so it's like chicks in bikinis beating the shit out of each other? Well, it was just like, you know, female wrestlers that looked like every other female wrestler, but they were also like, it was a cross-promotion thing, so they there was like midget wrestling with them. Okay. And then there were a couple like crossover, and I only say midget wrestling. Because that's how it's that, marketed. Because that's what they call it. It's the name of the organization. Little People Wrestling just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, it just sounds like Lucha Libre stuff. <laughs> Oh, it's like, instead of Nacho Libre, it's like, little tortilla chip Libre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I used to go to shows regularly, man, like, just, because yeah. I lived down in Clifton. We're in Clifton. Uh, I used to live right next door to Mad Frog. Oh, I've been there, I've been there once. It was, <laughs> uh, it was like right before the pandemic, a girl invited me and I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Um, it was like silent disco night. That's weird. Or no, it was a silent, like, there were like three DJs playing on the stage, and you had like headphones, and you could like, have, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm, you I'm, could like I'm, change the station. Yeah, you could switch between them. They have, uh, like one goes through Bluetooth, and then two of them go through like a radio, like radio repeater, like walkie-talkie channels. Yeah. It kind of ripped too, because <laughs> um, like you could like listen to the DJs, or take your headphones off. And have a conversation, but also watch people dance to nothing. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's 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 weird. Well, I think they did it like once in Metropolis when I worked there. Okay. They did something similar, but you had to like bring your own headphones. And it was either you listened to the one thing that was playing or you could tune in on like a radio station. They on get, the oh, okay. So like they, I think it's just because the technology wasn't as... Crazy. It wasn't as advanced at that point. It was a little, little while back because I'm an old man. <laughs> I just, do you think has Mad Frog changed much in the last 15 years? No, Iden doesn't change a whole lot. I, uh, I think the one night I went there, it was like 10 minutes. Like I heard a cocaine drug deal happen within 10 minutes. Sounds about right. Yeah, but if you had to, uh, if you had to bet on like how quickly. Um, you would hear a drug deal happen in Mad Frog. Every time, Lloyd's just like, you're such an idiot, man. If um, you had to bet on how quickly... Um, go ahead. What were you saying? I'd go to bet on Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really reaching for these. I've either mastered it or I'm just running out of ideas. I, I love, hate it. Every time. <laughs> Dude, I love it so much, but I go to bet online to bet how quickly uh, drug deals happen in Mad Frog. You know, the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 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 Also, Lloyd and I were talking right before this about how, because um, we are enjoying, um, they're not paying us, but if they do, um, please do, because we're broke. I'm broke. Yeah. But um, uh, we went to Starbucks right before this. Like I went to Starbucks and got Lloyd some things. Uh, you got a venti caramel macchiato with an extra shot. That's right. And I got a hot chocolate. I, I just got a hot chocolate. I'm not much of a coffee guy. 
That's all right. I just... But Lloyd and I, like, we were just talking right before this about how, like, <laughs> I was saying, like, um, what did, how, when did I text you? You said, do you want hot or iced? And I said, give it to me hot, baby. <laughs> yeah, give it to me hot, baby. And I'm like, and what about the coffee? He's like, that too. <clears throat> but he actually called me. Yes, while in line at Starbucks, I'm like, hey, girl. And I answered, because he, he texted me. I read the text, and then my phone rang the second I opened the text. So yeah. I knew what he was going to ask. So I immediately put the phone in my head, and I go, give it to me hot, baby. <laughs> I respond. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bonded While standing with, in line. While standing with two other, I'm assuming, very confused people at Starbucks. Probably. Yes. So that's how like our friendship works. Like We just text each other gross shit like if you if you read our text messages we seem like a very loving couple <laughs> if you saw us interact in person you would think we didn't like each other <laughs> outside of the podcast yeah we, we just tease each other a lot because outside of the podcast we're like all right we gotta plan shit we gotta do this because this is really the only time we ever interact it's outside of like maybe a comedy show or yeah two. yeah <laughs> i think the only person other than lloyd who i have a grosser text relationship with is billy devore I can imagine that's very fun. It's so much fun because we'll text each other. Um, he always talks about our cummies. <laughs> uh, mine and Billy's last conversation was about all of us starting OnlyFans so we didn't have to wonder anymore. <laughs> what would your only? I think we've had this conversation because Hannah Rushline said that we had to start one. Yeah, yeah. What would, the, what would your OnlyFans be? Uh... I don't know, it would probably just change daily for me angrily picking my belly button while sat <laughs> while staring into the camera and jerking off. Like so the next day would be like full tanuki suit bouncing around on my bed. Like, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, mine and Billy um are like I said, we just wish you we just talk about I miss your cummies, I miss your cummies. One time we were talking on the phone, it's like I miss your cummies. And I'm like, I miss your cummies more. And then his wife Alicia was like, Hey, he's on speaker. <laughs> Poor Alicia. I love her to death, man. She rules. She's the best. Just oh. the best. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but you know, we'll talk about this quickly. You know what was not the best? That fucking game. Oh my god. What the fuck happened last week? It was 36 to 10 was the final. Yeah. Oh my god. That's pretty much what the, the whole thing was, because uh, the first thing that happened, um, the first time the Bengals even touched the football, yeah. Alex Erickson muffed a punt, and you could kind of, I, I knew two things from that game. This was going to be an ugly game, and the Bengals were just going to be walked all over. Yeah. 
It felt that way pretty early on. And I thought that going in, I'm like, <clears> the, <throat> the Bengals, they had the win against Tennessee, and they had a... This is our second straight sort of inaccurate prediction. Like, they had the win against Tennessee, and, and the they had bye the bye. The, Cow- <clears throat> the Steelers barely beat the Cowboys. and But for some reason, every time the Steelers play the Bengals, their game elevates like five steps. Yeah, yeah. This year's been a it's been a it's been a roller coaster, man. It's been a roller because co- I mean it wasn't much of a roller coaster last year because it was like loss, 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 yeah, yeah. loss. Hey, we beat the fucking Jets. Loss, loss. Hey, we beat the Browns. Yeah. This year it's every time you get like a glimmer of hope, like you beat the Tennessee Titans. It's the biggest win of Zach Taylor's career. Then he comes comes against the Steelers, and it just happens. Just, uh, we're right back to square one. Yeah, I think I think they knew how to. They knew that we'd be running with Geo. They know they've played him for long enough. They get how he runs. They get what he does. Really made the offense just kind of one dimensional. They yeah, they stifled AJ. No catches for AJ. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, props for props to Joe Hayden as a good cornerback. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but also I mean, disclaimer: I'm not this dude. But every time you play the Steelers, you do also play a little bit. The refs, like, uh, if you look at, like, the pro football focus thing, the number one team almost every year that has the most uncalled penalties is, is the, the Steelers. Steelers. It's always Steelers, Packers, Cowboys. They're always, like, in the top three. Oh, is this, like, a national bias or some shit? Well, big market teams, places that the refs go to have their conferences and stuff. Like, yeah, it sucks. So, I mean, I again... You would think I, the Cowboys would be better with that. Well, I mean, I... Again, it's just you're just talking about uncalled penalties. It's not like the refs are like actively trying to make them win, but I think they're, they're not. Just... It's not full of Tim Donaghy trying to fuck. You remember Tim Donaghy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a rep. It's not full of Tim Donaghy trying to bet on games and shit. Right. I think it's just they're a little softer on the teams they know from being at the yeah. facilities and shit. They're like, oh, and the Patriots too. Sometimes actually, Pat's never in the top even ten. Really? Yeah, on most of the ones I looked at. Because like there like there's a meme of like how um the Patriots are always like bribing the refs and shit. Like one of my favorite things after I think the Super Bowl where the Patriots lost to the Eagles was a gif of Bill Belichick running after a referee and the caption said, I want my money back. I think the Patriots are just that team everyone loves to hate. Oh yeah. I like them. You like the Patriots? Yeah. I they're very underwhelming this year. I don't think they're in a ter- they're in a mediocre division that's actually like kind of been turned upside down. Yeah, it definitely has. Minus the Jets, obviously. Well, yeah, Jets are gonna be Jets. Yep, the Jets are gonna Jets. <clears throat> don't play them this year, unfortunately. Well, I mean, it also means we what, we don't play the Bills, so no, we don't play the Bills. We play the Dolphins week thirteen. I also wanted to talk about this because the rest of the season, our schedule has been pretty difficult. Thus far. Yeah, I mean, the AFC North is by far, like, the most winning record other than us. Yeah. <laughs> you got 6-3, six 6-3. And three, six oh, and the, NFC, uh, the NFC West. Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, Cardinals. I think we still, I think our division still has more wins. Hmm. Yeah, but. Because it's 6-3, six 6-3, and 9-0. Six and and oh. Yeah. And then us. Very true. Yep. But, anyway, you got, you play. The rest of the season, the schedule is not horribly difficult, minus Pittsburgh Week 15, Baltimore Week 17, 
Because this week, we're about to get to the football team. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... Do you want to talk about the, the nickname at all, or do you just want to skip right to the owner? Oh, uh, we can go right after that fucking sack of shit. Oh, my God. I don't know what they're going to end up calling the Washington football team. or I mean, they were supposed to go with the Washington Warriors, I thought, but... Some guy like we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the, some guy like trade fought a trademark for all the possible nicknames. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> no, it's not kind of funny. It's hilarious. Uh, I was gonna say kind of funny, kind of just brilliant. It's so good. But anyway, you got Washington Week Eleven, Giants, and they're falling over quarterback Week Twelve, overachieving my overachieving Miami Week Thirteen, Dallas Week Fourteen. Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh on Monday night, probably going to take the L. Yeah, probably not going to be great. Uh, Houston, week 16, and Baltimore, week 17. A lot of winnable games. Yeah. There are a lot of winnable games in that. Because uh, for three of the next four games are against a joke of a division. Yeah. The NFC East is awful. It's clown shoes. It's. We tied their division leader. Yeah. It's it's a winnable thing, but anyway, back to the the horse shit um, loss that the Bengals had. It's it sucked on all accounts, but thirty six to ten was the final score. Joseph Lee was twenty one of forty for two hundred thirteen yards and a tud to T. of Higgins. T was kind of the star of the game. What's up? I thought it was Tiathan. Tiathan. I forget what his real name is, but. T. Higgins was like kind of the star of the game for the yeah, Bengals. Yeah. Seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. He kind of nailed it. Yeah, he looked good. He's like him and Burrow are like they came in together. I feel like they have a kind of a special rapport now. I bet their text messages look a lot like cars. <laughs> no, I feel like Burrow's too wholesome. <clears throat> no, it's always that wholesome guy. That's... Like, um, well, Richie Incognito was never like wholesome. But him, like, I read him and Jonathan Martin's text thread for a while. Dude. I'm sure that's, I, I've never seen it, but I'm sure that's horrific. Uh, in a voicemail, Richie Incognito called Jonathan Martin a half N-word piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, man, that was brutal. But a lot of their things were just, like, going out to the club and getting laid, and <clears throat> it was gross. Yeah, I'm sure that most of those guys probably have some pretty gnarly text Oh, things. yeah. You talk about, like... Chicks they bang, chicks they fucked at the club the previous night, or yeah, that's I'm sure. It's... I've always wondered like which players in the NFL are like wholesome dudes with girlfriends, and which ones are like, oh, I'm gonna have a different chick on my arm every single night. Um, John Kidna and everyone else. <laughs> John Kidna, Andy Dalton, Tim Tebow, the rest. Fair. Well, even Dalton probably. <clears throat> He's probably got some some of that TCU scumbag in him. Oh my god! I think to, on uh, Tosh point Daniel Daniel Tosh was like, I bet Tim Tebow had his V card swiped plenty in Gainesville. <laughs> I man, he's married now, so he's had sex. Good for him. Oh, good for him. Um, but anyway, back to the game. I think Burrow was like kind of. He thought he prepared well against the Steelers, but I think the Steelers still really got to him because there were throws. I'm like, I'm watching the game. He was missing a lot of throws. Yeah, I think his timing got fucked up. I think 
I think he thought the line was going to play the way it played before. And Oh, against a soft Tennessee defense? No, you're getting the steel curtain. Yeah, so <clears throat> it, it looked like he came out with a lot of, like, and then it real, real quickly showed up, like, oh, yeah, no. No, yeah. We, we're not fucking around here. We're, yeah. like, we're going to try and play. Because well, they knew that the Steelers' defense is, like, one of the top defenses in football. But the, the Steelers kind of exploited the Bengals' lack of an offensive line. And running game, I mean. Well, yeah, because you don't have Joe Mixon. And granted, I think if Mixon played, he would have been just as stifled. Maybe, but, I mean, they definitely were doing the – I mean, because they've had somewhat of a porous run defense lately. Okay. And uh, they know that they almost never run Geo off tackle, like, which is – Madness, but like they kind of just they kind of just have to do like sweeps to the outside. They don't do that that often. They usually, if anything, it's he's like a check down, just like halfback dive. Like, well, I mean, he's more like a check down receiver because he's sure handed and catches well. So a lot of well, he can be when Mixon is healthy. Well, I'm saying that like a lot of them, like when he was in the backfield where he'd run out, there weren't a lot of like chances for him to run outside of just going. Straight because the line just didn't give Burrow or G- the line didn't give Burrow the time to make to allow him to make that throw to Geo. Well, that I mean, even just the designed run plays, they were just all kind of up the gut, which were not working. You can't do that against fucking TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward. You yeah. can't do that against all those and fucking Minka Fitzpatrick too. Yeah, they just it just was rough. Yeah, you're gonna be you have to be more optimistic going into next week. Yeah, for sure. Because you got the Washington football team who just lost to Matt Patricia's goddamn Lions. A Lions team that hasn't had Kenny Galladay. Haven't had much of anything. They, I mean, for me, like, how much NFL do you watch? Like, how much NFL do you, like, are, are you mainly a Bengals guy? I'll watch, like, the Bengals game and maybe, like, one other game a week. Because I'm like, I very, like, if it's September to December, or even September to February, don't talk to me about, about anything other than football and comedy and anything else. Yeah, I'm, again, football's like my second sport. Because combat sports are your first. Yeah, you ask me about any fight that's happened in the past month, I'll, I'll talk your ear off. Yeah, I'm on it. I mean, I'll talk anyone's ear off about football, too. Because for me, it's, um... The football team, the football team, they play the Lions, and I've always liked Matthew Stafford. He's been just like, I mean, he was the number one overall pick. He's always just been kind of there in Detroit. Don't they, know the guy. The what? Don't know the guy. Never met him. <laughs> but I've, because so for a while, I think for like six or seven years, he had Calvin Johnson to throw to. That's a That's a beast for anyone. Oh, my God. And they still couldn't pull anything off. And then Calvin Johnson was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah. As he should have. He kind of pulled a Barry Sa- I mean, obviously he pulled a Barry Sanders and just like said, screw this, I'm out of here. But, god damn. That was a motherfucker for a minute there. It, the Safford Johnson? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I watch, I know pretty much, I try to know as much as I can. I've watched Matthew Stafford make some gorgeous throws. He's a, go- I mean, it's a... It's a generous term for a guy just like who freely throws the football and sometimes throws interceptions. 
when Matthew Stafford hits his target, it's one of the most gorgeous things. You you would think Matthew Stafford was Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely played well, and he definitely does certain things very well. But now that, I mean, he has like a pretty medi I mean, it's not mediocre, it's all right. With Galladay, like you have like Marvin Jones, you have TJ Hawkinson, who's like kind of come up, you have a yeah. deep threat in Marvin Hall. But why are we talking about the Lions? We're going to talk about the goddamn... Washington football team. We're going to get to that. Um, you know what's worse than um, the Washington football team? Nose hair. Well, a little bit. <laughs> Support for Fuck You, We Like the Bengals comes from Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Lloyd, do you have a funny manscaping story, or, or do you just, like, let it go hog wild? The fucking Viking son. <laughs> so you just, like, it's a jungle down there? Fuck yeah. Oh my god, dude. I don't doubt it at Big all. Big crab monsters and everything. <laughs> I haven't really had, like, that funny, like, Nick in your sack story. Um, I do have a friend who ended up having to go to, uh, go to get stitches. Do tell. Um, I don't know. I, all I know is that apparently the, he had some cheap, like, family dollar trimmer. Oh, no. Like the Bic razor? No, like a trimmer. And it, like, separated. Oh! Pulled stuff in and cut it. Huh! Like, it broke while he was using it. <laughs> and made a big enough cut that he uh, apparently turned his whole bathroom into just like a crime scene. <laughs> and then his... Full of cum and, his, and blood? Like his fairly new girlfriend had to drive him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and his fairly new girlfriend was like, yeah, we're not having sex for a while. Yeah, I just saw a lot of dick blood. No one wants dick blood, so that's why you get... Manscaped. That's why, they're rev- that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned their electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. They rhyme a lot in these Manscaped ads. Yeah. <laughs> it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their, new, their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And you don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. (laughs) Imagine if Lily was reading this. Oh, I have a feeling she will. Oh, when's she going back? She's back this weekend. Or uh, (coughs) next week. Next week? Like during the week? Yeah. She want to do burns? Might. Oh, what days? uh, I think she'll be here Tuesday or Wednesday. Find out when she gets some older burns. Yeah. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their crop reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. 
And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? The perfect package will also come with a pair of manscaped boxers. Oh, that'll help keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Does Santa look at nuts? Uh, What's that fucking weird doing when he's in your house? Shave nuts roasting on an open fire. Some girl nipping at your sack. Alright. That happened. If you had to bet on how quickly a girl would leave after I sang that song. I'd go to bet online. I would go to bet online myself. Bet online has some weird wagers. They do. <laughs> We're going to have to go through and like see if bet online can actually like put these on the website. For sure. You know, because football, it's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, (coughs) BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. (laughs) I put a chocolate in my mouth as I said that. Um, It it works. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Experts. Experts, Aspergers. Close enough. Sure. We're <laughs> experts at driving people away because we're so obsessive. Hyperfocus is fun for everyone. It really is, especially when you're... I don't know. There's a lot of painful shit that's happened in my past with like obsessive thinking and shit. And... <clears throat> a lot of chafing, too. A lot of chafing. <laughs> and a lot of betting on how quickly Schubert's love life will go down the hill. But speaking but of... But hey, you know, you can always count on me for good advice. <laughs> like asking your girl, hey, when are you going to let Alex smash? Yeah. <laughs> I would have killed you if you actually said that. I, it was everything in me not to do it, man. <laughs> I was like sitting here like a dog staring at a tree, like... <laughs> <laughs> like the treats on your nose. I, I, it really was. It was... It's the, it's the episode that, that shall not be aired ever. Again. Oh, so good. If I ever run to her, if I ever run into her in public, I'm gonna be like, we'll do it again. We figured it out. We figured out Zoom. <laughs> Finally. I feel like I talk about it way too much. Oh yeah, it was I think because you're back in that same scenario, it, like you think about it because we're here where it happened. Yeah. And it was uh it was rough. Shut up. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I was fine with it being aired, but... <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Lily was here. You were here. It's like everything was working against me. The internet I connection. I know, I know. It was not a good day for you, and uh, <laughs> we did not help. 
<laughs> Thank you finally admit it. Well, I tried. <laughs> you tried. Just... All you tried to do was say, hey. All you tried to do was not say, when are you going to let Alex smash? That's a pretty good help for me. <laughs> like, for me to maintain, like, for me not to say it, that's that's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because I would because uh, uh, a fist would have ended up in your face, and about sixteen would have ended up in mine. But uh, no, I tried to be helpful like during the whole thing, like bringing it back around and like pulling it out when it got bogged down a bit. But it just it was it was it was a bit of a sticky wicket. It was a bit of a sticky wicket. Um, speaking of things that are a bit of a sticky wicket, are you ready to take down the uh, the Washington football team? The Snidlers. The Washington football team. Let me pull up my burns. Washington football team. Ro- Lloyd, are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to start with the owner, Dan Snyder, who looks like if Mark Cuban worked in IT. <laughs> Uh, I know you wrote a, lot, wrote a lot of burns for him, so I just kept mine very Go for goofy. It. I said he actually took ownership of the Washington football team when he traded Anakin, Schmee, two pod racers, and one ton of Rhydonium fuel cells. <clears throat> He's Watto from Tatooine. <laughs> Is that all you got? Yep. Now, uh, before we move on to the GM, Lloyd, may I rip Dan Snyder a new please, asshole? Please do. Oh my God. He's very deserving. This guy real. sucks. Real piece of shit. So bad. This guy is one of the worst people I've ever roasted on this podcast. It's, it's there's so much fuel for it that I spent a day and a half doing research on Dan Sh- Dan Snyder alone. And I'm sure it was all just a, 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 a master course on how to be a, just a real puddle of shit. There were so many stories. Like I feel like. I feel guilty even skipping over some of them. I mean, how does he go anywhere? I don't know. It seems like everyone that has any dealing with him at all has sued him or been sued by him or fucked over by him. or I mean, it really is page, on, page upon page of just him doing awful shit. Yeah, it's really bad. Like He has a, a Twitter account. It is private and only has four followers. It's real. It's like at, at real underscore Dan Snyder. It's like there's his four followers, and I, God knows what he's tweeting. I'm sure it's it's the four people he pays to be his friend. <laughs> but no, Dan Snyder, he fucking sucks. This guy really, really fucking sucks. Like he's the only person in existence who could hold up a "God hates fags" sign in public and become more likable. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, Is that too uh, much? No, but it's unfortunately not wrong. Like, I mean, he does have that same, like, level of hate as, like, those Westboro fucking nut jobs. Like, yes. he really is that hateable. But, um, I don't know if you'll know who this is, but Dan Snyder's name is way too close to Dan Schneider's name for my comfort. <laughs> you know who Dan Schneider is? Um, you know, the Nickelodeon creator and <clears throat> Ivy League level pervert? Yeah. Dan Holder, tighter, she's a fighter, Schneider. <laughs> Dan, wipe that tear, it's for your career, Schneider. <laughs> the foot fetish guy from Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you know who he is. Yeah, I remember, uh, <clears throat> I think it was because Lily 
some show she liked or whatever, like one of the people oh, yeah. on it had some. That guy was the that guy was also pretty awful. But um, I'm going to um, I'm going to get into a lot of this shit. But first, I'm going to say Dan Snyder is known as a charitable man, as for years he has donated wins to the rest of the NFC East. <laughs> All right, so let's get into into some of this shit because there's a lot. A lot. Um, we're going to start pretty mild. Former, uh, I'm going to say Redskin because it was a Redskin <clears throat> at the time. Former Redskin LeVar Arrington alleged that uh, he can only be addressed as Mr. Snyder. Yeah, even worse, the cheerleaders can only address him as Daddy. <laughs> I like the uh, the memo that they have of him where it's like, keep him skinny and cute or you're fucking fired. I have, I have a story about that. Uh, I, I told you about that. Um... Where is it? Uh, there it is. Dan Snyder allegedly told his team's director of cheerleading, you better keep them skinny with big tits or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's wild to know Washington retreats recruiting cheerleaders the same way Washington treats recruiting political interns. <laughs> I liked that one. I like that. Um, I was actually next in line. Uh, do you hear the story about uh, Dan Snyder cut down trees around his Potomac mansion <coughs> that were in a national park just so he could get a better view of, of the, the Potomac yeah. River? Yeah. And he, I think uh, some guy like blew the whistle on that, and like they had him fired and demoted and shit. So we had blew the whistle on how shady and illegal of a deal it was. Yeah, he was supposed to plant like six thousand saplings or something like that, and just never did. Yeah. Um, even worse, he used those trees to make paper that had non-disclosure agreements from all of Washington's sexually harassed female employees. <laughs> now, oh. now, putting aside the fact that Dan Snyder looks like if Jared Fogle never tried to hide his pedophilia. <laughs> um, did you see the, the sexual harassment story that came out like earlier this year? No, I didn't see it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It was a whole just... It, it really was just a barrage of every negative... I can't tell you how many things I looked at where I'm like, God damn, man! Like, it really did. It read like like a like a like a Lifetime movie villain. Oh yeah, sheet. like where he's the rich asshole who just somehow still owns a football team. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, several members of Dan Snyder's inner circle engaged in sexual harassment, and 15 women accused members of that inner circle of doing such things. One former employee told a reporter for The Athletic that she, and I quote, had an ass like a wagon. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? What? That's That's some old rich white dude shit. What does that mean? Got an ass like a covered wagon. Like, are his, are all his harassments that old timey and gross? I was like, hey, lady, I like, I love to spank you with the sunny newspaper. Hey, pretty lady, your hooters are the best thing I've ever seen since last week's episode of Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> I want to, I want you to be the Jackie Kennedy to my JFK, so get that sweet cool over here. <laughs> Lloyd hates me so much right now. Watching the act out of this is, is uh, <laughs> we should have this shit on video. His arms are swinging back and forth, like... <laughs> His head's flop. It's, it's fun to watch. Uh, hey, Lloyd. Yeah. There's more. Oh, I know. Uh, Dan, Dan Snyder donated $1 million towards 
president uh, towards former President Donald Trump's inauguration festivities. A further investigation found that all that money went towards cardboard cutouts that Donald Trump said were inauguration attendees. <laughs> oh boy! Hold on. We'll wait for this to pass by. They're going to get Dan. <laughs> they really are. Hey, hey, Lloyd. There's more. Oh, I know. Uh, an India-based media company alleged that Dan Snyder had ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, it was a news story that did, did that did damage to Dan Snyder's reputation and even more damage to Jeffrey Epstein's. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a just a severe puddle of shit. Oh my god. Hey, Lloyd. There's more! Oh, I bet. Uh, Dan Snyder and, um... This was like a for-profit tribute thing that they did. But Dan Snyder sold Sean Taylor plush dolls to commemorate his death. First of all, they were for-profit. You shouldn't do that for-profit. No. But they have a very obvious character flaw in them. Let's take a look. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The nose is white. What? What? That is a white nose. Uh, it, that's that's disturbing. Like, it that's... really is. Um, the nose on the Sean Taylor plush doll is so white, it became enraged when the team changed its name from Redskins. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. Oh, fuck that guy. Oh my god, he's the worst. That doll is fucking upsetting. It's so. I mean, not. Don't fuck Sean. Not. Fuck Sean Taylor. Yeah, no, no. Fuck Dan Snyder. The worst. Dude. God, I cannot wait this to put this out. This is just a little black plush doll with a white ass nose on it, it. Like, it's not like... And I had to Google Sean Taylor to make sure he didn't have a white nose. He doesn't. Nope, sure didn't. No, not at all. God, that that the whole thing was just so upsetting. Yeah, if, 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 if you're not... Look that one up. For sure, look that up. Because it's... It's upset. It's bo- yeah. it's bothersome for sure. Hey Lloyd. Yeah, that's it. I don't have it. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I feel sticky. <laughs> that was fun. I told uh, I went on the first of all. I just want to say I went on the Washington NFL subreddit and like with a post said uh, worst Dan Snyder stories and people like because if you show on someone's owner they're gonna like come at you like fuck you you can't come after our owner he's beloved washington's was like no come on in i've got stories man yeah it's almost like asking a cincinnati person about the owner like we've always said with mike brown it's like the day mike brown dies funniest facebook comment section oh yeah probably bonus episode (laughs) we're gonna roast the Bengals someday like probably during the off season lloyd's floated that idea many times i like it i just you know I find that the the best people to shit on are the ones you know or like. Yes. So I think we get it. Like um, I always bring up McGar- Drew McGarry doing "Why Your Team Sucks." Yeah. He's a Vikings fan. Yeah. And Vikings fans love that shit because McGarry gets it more than anyone. Right. So we'll roast the Bengals someday, probably during the off season because we can't roast him during the season. I mean, that would be weird. Because the the bye week was just like, all right, take some rest from the burns, and come back fresh. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the GM, Scott McClugan. He looks like the guy who ran the website to keep the Redskins nickname. <laughs> that is because his face is in fact red. His entire head looks like a 
Like a 70-year-old drunk Irishman's nose. <laughs> Is that all you got on him? Yeah. Let's do it. Coaching. Ron Rivera. Holy shit. The wrong dude in the in the Washington football team organization got cancer. <laughs> he looks like Edward James almost. <laughs> um, Ron Rivera is nicknamed Riverboat Ron, which is a coincidence considered, considering he's coaching a team whose chances of winning are currently lost at sea. <laughs> Quarterback. Alex Smith. First of all, I want to say this. I actually like Alex Smith's career. But, because he's had a solid career, 49ers, Chiefs, and Redskins, then the football team. But for the purposes of this podcast... Fuck this guy. Fuck him. It's crazy how Alex Smith's leg is the only thing about the Washington football team organization that isn't broken. <laughs> that was from the bank. <clears throat> he looks like Ryan Duckling. Like a less cute, more rapey gosling. Seriously, look up True Facts Ducks if you never if you have the time. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy how Alex Smith's shattered leg was still not as weak as his throwing arm. <laughs> And or his chances of winning a Super Bowl. Exactly. He almost yeah, he almost had one, then Colin Kaepernick kind of squandered it away from him. And the backup uh, the backup diet Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins Jr. looks very similar to if Master Onion from Parappa the Rapper finally trimmed his mustache. <laughs> Kick punch. It's all in the mind. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne Haskins reportedly annoyed teammates by bragging about his stats after a loss to the Baltimore Ravens where he did not throw a single touchdown. I think he threw for over 300 yards. He's like, screw it, I had a miraculous game. God, if I wanted to see someone brag that much about not scoring, I'd go to an incel internet forum. <laughs> that was a little bit of a throwaway Moderated joke. By out. That was kind of a throwaway joke, which is what Dwayne Haskins' career seems like it's going to be. Yep. Running back. Uh, we're going to start with Antonio Gibson. I got to tread lightly because he is on my fantasy team. So I'm going to tread lightly. He looks like he got stuck in between transforming from Steve Urkel into Stefan Urkel. <laughs> he looks like if Cedric Yarbrough from Reno 911 was actually a cop. <laughs> uh, and the backup PPR machine, J.D. McKissick. Go for it. Also known as Lord Neckbeardington. <laughs> Seriously, there's there's no picture pictures of him without the neck beard. So oh, yeah. I, I just wonder what kind of weird weak chin thing. <laughs> no, he has no jawline. Um, J. D. McKissick's middle name is Dobby. Give the man a sock. Yeah, wow. The one name I dislike more than Redskins. (laughs) And third stringer, Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber looks like the villain in a cartoon about chipmunks. (laughs) Wide receiver. We're going to start with Terry McLaurin. He succeeded in the NFL... Because he has the advantage of being born with his own helmet. <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Man, is that how cheap Dan Snyder is? All the Redskins, all the all the Washington football team players, sounds like they were ordered off the dollar menu. Wish.com. 
Yeah, it's a no. It's like a no. I'll take a McLaurin. Uh, also take a McKissick. Yep. And uh, a Diet Coke. <laughs> that was my throwaway joke for Terry McLaurin. I like it. And uh, Cam Sims. Oh, Cam Sims. Yep. Um, hear me out. Okay. Let's remake the mask with Eric Schultz and Cher. Because <laughs> I think we have found our new Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Oh, good old Cam Sims. And Steven Sims. Here's my thing. Did Ja Rule and 50 Cent kiss, make up, and make their love child Steven Sims? They did, and they named it Leslie Snipes. (laughs) Uh, Dontrell Inman? Dontrell Inman has played for six teams in the last four seasons, including two stints with the Colts. He's being passed around the league so much, his nickname is COVID-19. <laughs> My man straight up looks like a llama. <laughs> Save your drama for your llama. I, uh, he's been passionately played a few years at this team, a few years at this team. Spent two years out in the Serengeti, Serengeti as a giraffe. <laughs> came back. Now he's with the, the football team. He is with the football team. And is it Bidet? I don't know, but I know that his picture is not up on the team's website. <laughs> he is a Vikings picture, Jeff Bidet. Jeff Bidet looks like Jay-Z if he had to marry B. Arthur instead of Beyonce. He looks like lazy. <laughs> He's a lazy boy. Tight end. We're going to start with former college quarterback Logan Thomas. This kid either needs to learn to grow a beard or learn to shave. I don't know how one ends up looking like they're trying their hardest to do both and failing miserably. (laughs) Lloyd, are you ready for my dark joke of the week? Let's go. Logan Thomas's daughter died after being born prematurely, which is especially tragic since being born prematurely is the number one quality in a Washington football team fan. Dark jokes. I do. I just <laughs> they make me happy. That's like my favorite laugh. It's like my favorite kind of laugh to have. Jaw drops. Like, oh no. Yeah, I, lo- I love dark jokes. It's I'd... the best. I would say this if Washington fans shit on me for saying that. I would say the same thing if it was Drew Samples' kid. <laughs> I would say the same thing if it was C.J. Uzama's kid. And it probably was a few of Philip Rivers. <laughs> Old Adanian Rivers. <laughs> and the backup tight end. This first of all, this headshot's hilarious to oh, me. Dude. <laughs> Jeremy Sprinkle. It's such a great name. But he also <laughs> looks like if Carlton from Fresh Prince got tired of being picked on and hit the fucking gym. <laughs> like he just he has that like He looks more like Waldo Faldo from Family Matters. Looks like his middle name is Sparkle. <laughs> Uh, the the Jeremy Sprinkle, uh, he played in the Senior Bowl and caught one eighteen. Uh, his stats, he caught a, one pass for eighteen yards, uh, and the pass came from quarterback Nathan Peterman, which is enough to qualify him as the greatest tight end to ever live. Uh. <laughs> because Nathan Peterman blows a cock. I mean. Probably. Probably. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Jerron Christian. This is real dumb. Jerron Christian looks like the love child of a mushroom and a mushroom pizza. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have anything for oh, He's God. just, uh, yeah. I've always said O-linemen are some of my favorite people to roast by their appearance. They're always an interesting bunch. I read wired. I read the uh, our old Redskins why your team sucks article, and someone said about the offensive line. The offensive line is basically Trent Williams and four cardboard cutouts of fat people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking dead. That's so. I like good. it. I like it. Uh, and the other offensive tackle, Morgan <laughs> Moses. He looks like he spent forty days and forty nights inside of a Shake Shack. You. <laughs> you you just now got why that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it kind of kills. Yeah, go for it. No, go no, for no, it. No, you're good. Go, go, go. Nope. What What do you got? Please tell me. I'm not going further. The bottom of his face could really use a manscaping. <laughs> and him and McKissick. McKissick. McKiss my dick. And Wes Schweitzer. Apparently, he's like a rocket or like a really smart scientist or some shit. Yeah, he's a bright guy. But he looks like. He looks like he drank a booze just called Schweitzer. <laughs> what was that? What was, there was like a, a beer that was like similar to that. Yeah, that's what. Um, the similar name. Wes Schweitzer looks like if a monster truck rally hired a pastor. <laughs> he looks like if Dan Cummins was on the power team. <laughs> All right. Lloyd, I, I wanted to get to Chase Young and how he couldn't sing. I wanted to get to that a little bit because yeah. he was like your golden boy. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> and I mean, for the team he's on, he's playing well, three point five sacks. But I mean, just a he's in the backfield constantly. He's he's doing his shit. He's going to be a good defensive end for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Even though he can't sing Trey songs to no. save to, to save his life. Did you no. see that clip at all? Yeah, yeah. We I think we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. But he's just like he tried to do a take, fucked it up, and now he's like, I, I want to do another one. Screw and that. But his own teammates were booing him. <laughs> no, he's saying like, um, I watched a video of him like when he played for Ohio State, he's saying like singing in the rain or some shit. Yeah. While it was raining. And he had like that like R&B singer face, like eyes closed. Just had that, just like, I'm trying way, to, way he's like trying to woo Mother Nature. Yeah. That was bad. But can he sing? I don't know. I don't know. I know I don't want to get, I don't want him trying to tackle me. No, not at all. Even though you're a, uh, I mean, he's like NFL shape. He's like fucking. Def- he's like fucking Nick Bosa without the MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That was a rift line. I like it. But Lloyd, I think we get them. Dan Schneider. Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder specifically. I think we got him pretty good. I think so too. Let's move on to predictions and bullshit. This um, it's a winnable game for the Bengals. Definitely. It is a winnable game. The, re- the the football team is two and seven. I constantly have to correct myself and say it. Yeah, that. it's hard not to. I mean, you've known it your whole life as. This is this is. I'll probably cut this from the podcast. But like, if you want to insult a Native American, you'll just be like, "Man, you are being such a football team right now." <laughs> <laughs> Should I cut that? No, that's pretty good. I like that. Oh boy, like, you are being such a football team right now. I think again, Bengals can pull it off. The, the the football team is they're two and seven. They have Alex Smith as their quarterback, who 
granted, Alex Smith has had a lot of good years, but he's kind of in the twilight of his career. And Alex his... Smith wouldn't pick Alex Smith for his own fantasy team. No, not even close. I mean, he can, because I, I, I kind of know how the the football team operates. Like they can hand it off to Gibson, dump it to like McKissick is their Gio Bernard. Right. They can dump it to McKissick. He can get like fucking eight receptions a game. I think we'll burn them and on the coverage. I hope so too, because like their receiver core is Terry McLaurin and who knows? Yeah. Terry McLaurin, kind of Logan Thomas. And guys that don't even have a picture on the fucking team. Exactly. Two guys named Sims. <clears throat> fuck, something called a Dontrell Inman. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. A weird giraffe fella. But, I mean, McLaurin's a guy you got to worry about, though, because I heard a stat about McLaurin like a, couple, a few weeks ago. It said Terry Mc, uh, 100% of Terry McLaurin's uh, plays at, like by, by like week eight. 100% of his plays resulted in at least a first down. Uh, again, I think, I was more meaning, I think we'll beat that. Like, I think they'll have a hard time keeping up with our receivers. you got to hope so. Because, <clears throat> I mean, the Bengals receiver core is clearly better than the football teams. Because Tyler Boyd, I've said, this, is a, this, is a, this might be a hot take. Tyler Boyd's the most underrated player in the NFL. I, that's, I don't think that's too crazy of a thing to say at all. I don't think so either. I mean, you got Tyler Boyd, you got Tisa Higgins, who has been fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm, and I, you got to hope that Adriel Adriel Jeremiah comes out because he's. You got to assume he's walking this year. Yeah, you have to think so. Yeah, and we we'll we'll talk about this a little bit because we forgot to mention that during the Bengals talk, uh, some of the transactions that happened or didn't or didn't happen. The first one, uh, John Ross. He uh, was not traded anywhere. He's been like, he's been kind of a healthy scratch for a while. Yeah. And the Bengals have found like kind of like horseshit ways and horseshit reasons to keep him inactive for games. <clears throat> well, I mean, they just they have a whole group of receivers that are playing well. It's... You do, like you have like obviously Tyler Boyd, Tisa Higgins, AJ Green, Auden Tate, Alex Erickson. Good five right there. Yeah. Very good five. They I heard they also tried an experiment where they tried to put him at cornerback. That, I honestly thought that's what they were going to do with him when he came into the league. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at that at all because he clearly can't catch the ball. <laughs> I I did. I hosted a trivia night where I um I asked a question about him, and I called him uh, Cincinnati Bengals dropped ball specialist John Ross. I mean, I I, I don't want to beat him up too bad because I think he is a good receiver. Yes, he just hasn't had the chances because other guys are outperforming him. That's just how that works. I think what killed him, the difference between college and the NFL, this is going to sound real stupid, was NFL speed. Yeah, yeah. Because when you run a 4-2-240 and you're a track star, you and when you play in the Pac-12 at Washington, you don't have to make a lot of contested catches. No. You can just outrun the entire secondary and make an easy catch that, in all honesty, I could make. But when you're in the NFL and... And you got guys like fucking Joe Hayden and Patrick Peterson. I'm obviously saying the best defensive backs in the game. Right, but that's who he plays. So. Yeah. So it's obvious that you're going to have to make a lot more contested catches. And that's where John Ross struggles. Well, that, I mean, you know, just learning to run routes that are more complex than the system he was in, I think that hampered him a lot. Because he didn't run a whole lot of routes in college. He, he was just, just a go route yeah. guy. Just go route the Washington quarterback 
God knows what his name is, but he's going to throw it to you downfield. Ross is like, he has him beat by seven yards, so he's going to make the catch. And he's going to run it in for the touchdown, which is why he was able to excel as a receiver. Yeah. You need the whole package to be a first-round pick. You can't just be a deep guy. No, but I think he has the potential. I think he has the ability. It just never... Oh, he 100% has the potential. He could go somewhere like the Patriots or... um, One of my takes was the Packers. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he could be a deep threat for the Vikings. Falcons could use him. Yeah, because they... Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying... John Ross is going to replace Julio Jones. No, but I mean, just another deep threat would be nice. Well, you also have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, so you can't be mad at that. No, but I'm saying like having a... When you have a guy that you can double cover comfortably because there's only one other person you really have to worry about. Yeah, well, well, when you play the Falcons, you have to worry about Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Right, but what I'm saying is it's just them. Well, Russell, I mean, you have also Russell Gage, all of me is Zacchaeus or some shit. I'm just, I don't, I'm I'm not seeing enough out of anyone else on that team that. I will say who has actually been really doing well this year is Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Maybe I just haven't seen enough, but I haven't heard any, anything from him. It just seems like, seems like if you put someone else out there that made that same kind of weird deep threat, a team would really have to pick. I would say how they covered. He could thrive as a Packer. Because they have, I mean, they obviously have Devontae Adams. But after that, it's like fucking Marquez, Valdez, oh, Scantling. Oh, fucking Broncos. Oh, that makes me horny. I mean, I think he would crush there. They they don't have, they're not a speed guy really there. Jerry, I mean, you have, Jerry Judy has like kind of been, since Cortland Sutton got hurt, Jerry Judy has kind of been thrust into that number one role. Right, but he's not a speed guy. Yeah, he's more of like a, kind of like a Julio Light. Yeah, he's... He was Jerry Judy was supposed to be one of the top guys, like in 2019. It's like looking ahead to the 2020 draft. Jerry Judy was supposed to be number one, like one of the top five picks. I think and he kind of slipped to the Broncos. Yeah, I think he should have uh, <clears throat> gotten more reps earlier on because I think he learned how to play as a backup receiver. Hear me out, Seahawks. I could see that too. Yeah, if they had like a, they put him in that Y route on the left and let him run out. Because here, look at this. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Yeah. After that, nothing. The one tight end's pretty dope. Uh, uh, well, you have Disley and uh, Hollister. I can't remember which one. I was watching one of their games. One of the tight ends. Very, very clean runner. Like, ground okay. runner. But um, with the Seahawks, though, first of all, Washington. He went to the University of Washington. But also, Russell Wilson has the best deep ball in the NFL. Who's better? Everyone's going to hate this statement. Fucking Brady. If you said that five years ago, I would have agreed with you. I just Brady's him. got a good deep ball. I just watched him put a 55-yard fucking pass into his numbers like two weeks ago. I, I, I mean, I've always thought Brady numbers, has a good deep ball. Dude, he, I, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on Russell Wilson. I'm just... For my for my money, you remember that Bengals game where they uh, the Patriots won on uh, that last touchdown they got. Brady was literally being tackled and bombed it like sixty one yards. Okay, like I he was literally that. falling forward and still just. I've seen guys it. do that. Like I've seen, 
I've seen Mahomes do that. I've seen Carson Wentz do that too. Yeah, Wentz has got a he's got a cannon when he's like panicked. Oh yeah, Wentz has been bad this year. Yeah, I haven't seen much of him play, but I do remember watching a couple of them where you just see him like that huck it, chuck it style. Like fuck you, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw past all of you, and someone's gonna catch it. <laughs> That's what that's uh, that's why I look at Russell Wilson. His deep ball is gorgeous. I think short guys have that. Like Drew Brees kind of had that for a while. Like he well, Drew Brees does not it. put a lot of arc on his throws. Right, but I'm saying like he had that for a while. I think those short guys learn to throw. Yeah, that's how because Russell Wilson's only five eleven. Like his deep ball has the highest arc you've ever seen. Right, but that's not always good. Who cares? Who cares? We're done. Yeah. But, like, Russell Wilson has, every time he throws a deep ball, it is, like, a, just an arc. Like, Aaron Rodgers sometimes. Like, remember his Hail Mary against the Lions? Yeah, but, I mean, the Hail Mary is an easy one to make look good. Yeah. But, uh, like, Revis used to say he liked playing against Russell Wilson because he gave him all kinds of time to find the ball. Yeah. Because it was a high up pass for anything long. You have to have it, like, perfectly accurate. Like, the game against the, the Cardinals, he put one in the numbers to Tyler Lockett. Right, right. I'm not saying he's not, again, I'm not in any way saying he's not good. I'm saying that there's guys who who almost prefer to go against that kind of ball as opposed to like that Drew Brees or um, Brady. fucking hick? Uh, Carson Wentz? He was a backup on the Patriots. Didn't show up to practice when he went to a different team. Had a fucking mullet. Uh, I was going to say Brian Horry, but he's bald. God damn it. I can't remember his fucking Mallet? Name. Yeah. Ryan Mallet? Dude, there's a couple of his passes, like when he when he finished off a couple of games, that were goddamn laser beams. <laughs> <clears throat> like they flew from where they hit his hand straight to wherever. There was no arc. There was It was just a 90-mile-an-hour fastball to whoever it was going to hit. And it either <clears throat> hit <clears throat> and looked spectacular or missed horrifically. Yep. But and that's you kind of get that inconsistency from a backup quarterback, because I noticed with a lot of backup quarterbacks, it feels it feels like the point unless you're like Jameis Winston, all backup <clears throat> quarterbacks are identical. <clears throat> well, I think they're taught to play a very subdued version of the playbook. Yeah, because it seems like Ryan Finley is like kind of the same as like your. Your fucking Brett Hundleys. Yeah, or Josh Johnson. Oh, Josh Johnson, or your. Here's what's gonna intrigue me this weekend, <clears throat> and this is the last thing I'll say. But like, um, the Saints this weekend, Drew Brees is hurt. Uh, I don't think Sean Payton's made this decision yet. He's either gonna go with Jameis Winston, or what I would love to see, Taysom Hill. I think it couldn't hurt to give him a shot. I would love to see Taysom Hill. And I'm going to say this from a gambler's perspective. Taysom Hill. Um, so, like, with FanDuel, um, you get a $60,000 salary. Quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex, defense. And that's it. But Taysom Hill is the cheapest to tight end. He is tight end eligible and at the cheapest price. Yeah. If he plays quarterback, automatic start. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm horny now for Taysom Hill. Plus, Taysom Hill is like, he's the kind of guy, well, he's obviously not going to be this way when he's the quarterback. 
Because he's going to be like, he's going to be diet Lamar Jackson when he's on the field, when he's the only quarterback. But it's Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Defense have to be like, oh shit, Taysom Hill's on the field. You have to pay attention to this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, you have to be aware of where that guy is all the time. At all times, because he's go- he's like, he's the NFL's ultimate X factor. It, it definitely makes game planning for them. It, it's got to just be a hair pulling nightmare. Just it's got just yeah. trying to figure out how to plan for that. We roasted Taysom, or we roasted the Saints a couple years ago, and it's the darkest I've ever gotten because. Um, uh, Steve Gleason. Do you know who he is? Uh-uh. So he blocked a punt um, on Monday Night Football against the, I think, the Falcons. It was like their first game back from Katrina, and he blocked a punt. They returned it for a touchdown. But then, like, a few years later, he came down with Lou Gehrig's disease. And I, first of all, you just rip. <laughs> sure did. Uh, but Steve Gleason came down with Lou Gehrig's disease, and I'm just like, I'm going to. Have some fun with this. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, 2018 week 10, I want to say. The Saints episode, it's the darkest I've ever gotten. I like it. Um, but yeah, dude, that was a fun bullshit session. I love Absolutely. talking. Yeah, I yeah. love talking NFL with people. Um, That's why I want to I want to get you into fighting because I can pick fights apart. Like My problem is, I so when I went, when I was training regularly... I loved the, what football people call like the X's and O's of it. Like I like, I liked watching film on who our guys were going to fight and telling them like, Hey, this is where this is missing. Like you can diss, you can diss. Yep. Kind of like the, kind of like the little Easter eggs in the game. Like, all right, this is how, like, this is the secret to beating the shit out of this guy. Well, I mean, or just something there, you know, if you see someone who does the same thing regularly, like, you know, if he slips a punch, he's going to throw the counter left hook. So if you, if you're seeing him go off, just step left as you go, and he's going to miss, and then you have another shot. Like, little little things, especially, like, footwork stuff. Yep. <clears throat> I loved picking that shit apart. That uh, was my dude. favorite. But now, like, most of the people I know that, like, watching fights, they just like watching Guys, fights. like, beat the shit out of each other. Well, yeah, just like watching the fights because they're entertaining. And I'm like, <clears throat> do you see how he's, like, using that short 45 step in? To bu- and they're like, what? You're into, like, the mechanics of the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that shit. So... Like, I want to get someone with a brain like yours where you start picking all that little shit in there. Yeah. And I think it would be... And I will admit with football, I'm, like, very fantasy football oriented. Like, I I know numbers more than I do mechanics. I get mechanics to a certain degree, but with, like, with NFL, it's, like, numbers. I, I enjoy, like, a lot of people shit on fantasy football. I enjoy the aspect of, like, understanding tendencies and... Knowing what players could blow up in a certain week, and when you pick a week of a team that does really well, you're like, you kind of come in your pants a little bit. It's gambling. Yeah, it's fun. Like I remember. I mean, when I play, there was a point where I played fantasy football every year. I got it to where I had like eleven teams going. I couldn't do that. And it was, I mean, it was just madness. It was. Did you gamble on all of them? <clears throat> no, like I had like uh, like eleven leagues I was in. Oh God, I have three, and it's a chore. Yeah, and it just—it was so much time and energy, and then I'd be watching just the ticker at the bottom and missing shit. And oh yeah, that's what I do this year. Yeah, so I—that's when I just was like, all right, I gotta stop. I don't—I don't know if I because it is an addiction <clears throat> for sure. I don't want to stop because I enjoy like I enjoy the numbers aspect of it, and 
being like, okay, I'm like this year. One of my teams is nine and one and eight and two. Do you give a shit? No, you don't. But no, well, no, I get the I get the being excited about. It. I get like I get the the draw of it. But like I said, I went. I have a tendency of anything I do, I go pretty hard. Yep. Like you know, what I mean, like jujitsu, one class, and then I'm training six hours a day within like a month. I, I can I can invest into shit and get real real obsessive that hyper focus. Yep, I kind I'm kind of that way too with like, and this is a quality with Asperger's that I've like really started to delve into a little bit is obsessive thinking. It sucks, dude. It really does. It, it sucks. It's one of those things. I think it's one of those things like. If you've never dealt with it, it's so hard. I think it's hard to conceptualize. Because from an outsider's perspective, it's like, I obsessively think, I'll explain what I mean by this. I obsessively think about girls. In a way that's like, back in the day, it was like, just like, I had bad crushes, dude. Yeah. I've told stories about it. But from an outsider's perspective, it's seen as creepy. Right, and it, it really comes down to you trying to do the right thing and overthinking it to the point where it's, it's got, it got to the point where like some girls were like, you're all I think about some days. And it really, I, is it, I think a lot of it was like that combined with like lack of self-awareness. It sucks. Yeah. And, Cause and, I don't want to weird people out. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. And that's the problem is you overthink it because you're trying really hard not to. Yeah. And then it comes across almost the opposite of what you're trying to achieve because you've over overthought it to a point where you're like, okay, don't say this because of this and this might be this and this might be that. And then you're almost detached from the conversation. It's like you're walking in a minefield. Yeah. It's, and you're almost detached from conversation half the time. Cause you're like running like, Oh wait, well not that. Well, why not? Don't, 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 don't say do that. It. Don't say that. That's not. That's gonna sound this way, or it might be taken that way. Bubble, and then you end up giving a a half thought out answer to a thing that normally should have been just an easy conversation. Yep. Because you can't. And and when I say can't stop it, you cannot stop your it brain sucks. from doing it. Like <clears throat> I've given you the example of reading faces. Yeah. If I can't see someone's face while they're talking to me, I get anxious and I get mad. <laughs> you I'm get mad. At, you get mad at irrational shit. Yeah, but I, a lot of times it's because my brain's chewing on like four different things, and then you get like almost overwhelmed, and it's just it's infuriating. It's, it's it makes you angry. Yes. So like if I have to look for something that was in a specific place, I lose my goddamn mind. Yep. I, I like I hate it so much that I'm like, <clears throat> I've bought shit just so I don't have to look for it. Yes. Because if I have to look for it, I'm going to get mad. And I just don't feel like ruining a whole day like over what? a hairbrush. Oh, just like a hairbrush so you don't have to look for it? Yeah, like Lily, Lily would take one into a room. And I would just I would just stop, stop what I'm doing, drive the store, and buy a fucking new one. <laughs> I did that with college IDs. It's like I, I think I bought like eight college IDs. Because I went to NKU for a couple of years, and I misplaced my ID like fucking five or six times. See, here's the thing. I've never once in my life lost car keys. I've never lost an ID. I've never lost my wallet. I've never not known where they are. It's like that Adam Sandler song, phone while it keys. Pretty, pretty, please, I need my phone while it keys. Well, no, mine's like once an hour I got my wallet in my right pocket and my thing, my keys are in this. And my, I always have a not... wallet in my back right pocket. Uh, I think phone goes in front left pocket, keys front right. Same, but mine's, I literally think about like my, I'm not wearing, I'm wearing like pajama pants. Yeah. 
Must be nice, because I'm going to host trivia here in about 37 minutes. But I've literally thought like twice during this podcast that my keys and wallet are right there. Yep. They're on the shelf in my room, and this in my work clothes. My keys are right behind my computer where I need them. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that's uh, that's funny. That's a fun little view into our tizzies. It's it's a fun little view into the tizzies, man. I it's like because the the whole girls thing sucks, man. Because it's like if I think about one girl, it's like all right, but then all of a sudden I just get peppered with like girls from my past. I've thought about like rah, rah, make it stop, make it stop. I'm like oh no. I've been doing so well not thinking about it, and all of a sudden, it's just like, it's just natural. I'm like, oh, god damn it. And, I mean, that that's unfortunate, but it also will probably make you, like, a super good boyfriend at some point. Like, when you, when it's all leveled, and you're... Yeah. Because you're going to just give a shit about everything that's happening. Just, uh, this is going to sound real best. sad, but just a... Wow, this is going to sound sad. Just a girl who gets me. Yeah, that's, that's just been gets the game. my shit. That's been the whole. I mean, dealing with me has got to just be exhausting. Oh, dealing with me has got to be exhausting too. <clears throat> so like, anytime a girl's like, "Hey, I, I I dig this," I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" Like I literally have to be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm that way all the time. And that's not a good feeling to have. Like, I need a girl who's like every literally every day is like, "Hi, honey, Alex, you're okay." I'm like. Oh, I need him, like, to just, like, oh, I'm not losing my mind. I actually do like you. <laughs> um, that was a fun bullshit session. Yeah, it was. We talked a lot about a lot of shit. This was, I mean, I thought the podcast was going to be under an hour. We're at an hour 16 right now. All right, well, let's wrap it up so and go trivia, people. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Christmas vacation tonight at Jefferson Social. There you go. Uh, pluggity plugs. Um, uh, bro, first, predictions. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. We completely forgot to predict the game. I say the Bengals are going to win 31 to 10. 31 to 10. I say um, 30 uh, 12 to 11 Bet Bengals win. I like it. Yep. My player of the game, Robert Gathers. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I think my player of the game is going to be John Kitna. Uh, thirty-one. He's going to come stand on the sideline and pray. <laughs> uh, no, my player of the game is going to be Tyler Boyd. That's I'm going to say go seven receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. That's my realistic prediction. I say the Bengals win... 27 to 20. Not a bad call. Uh, like I said, player of the game, Tyler Boyd. I forget what the stats I said. Six receptions, or seven receptions, 97 yards and a touchdown. Whatever I said in the past. Go with the first one. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. It'll be an intriguing game to watch. It'll get one throwgasm from Drew McGarry. He, so what he does, he has a jamboree. He re-rates game, uh, games one to five throwgasms. It's gonna be one throwgasm. Might be a few. Like I said, I think our I think our uh, receiving core is gonna be a lot for them to deal with. Yep, let's hope so. Uh, finally, plugs. What do you got, Lloyd? <clears throat> um, other than the one in my butt, not a lot. <laughs> uh, I got a couple pluggy plugs. Um, 
I'll just plug my trivia night for shits and gigs because I'm going to plug the same stand-up gigs for the next year and a half. Um, every Tuesday at Hopscotch and Clifton. Wednesday the... Shit. Wednesday the 25th, I'll be at the establishment in uh, Hyde Park. Love that place. Um, I think... Uh, for stand-up, December 20th, I'll be headlining at Wiley's. Like it. Doing the Sunday comic show, uh, December or no January 29th, I'll be featuring at Chameleon for Billy Devore. Assuming places don't get shut down. Yep, yep. I think that's all I have. I need I need to get back into stand up, man, because I've like I've been like kind of slipping recently. I haven't done a lot of shows. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's probably not a bad idea because yeah, dude, it's irresponsible to do it right now. Shit's scurry. It's so bad. The numbers are so high. Well, this will be the last thing we talk about because. The numbers are so high, and it's so insane that you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's I'm I've definitely been much more of a stay inside. Me too, man. A Friday. I mean, I have no I have no problem staying home on a Friday night. No, this Friday night I'm going to watch the your mom's house live. With Tom Segura and, and Christina Pajitsky. Yeah, do it. 8 p.m. Friday. <laughs> We'll plug that because this episode comes out tomorrow. <clears throat> but all well, that—I uh, think the last, the season finale, quote unquote, of Mr. Cheeks. Ooh. With uh, Cronin and New Dad. Guest, most recent guest, uh, Randall Rand- Barnaclow. Arthur Randall Barnaclow the third. Here's what I will say. Speaking of former guests, speaking of, speaking of guests of the pod, week thirteen, Miami Dolphins. Third place on America's Got Talent, Ryan Niemiller will be joining us. Nice. He, have you seen him before? Uh, I think of just clips. He is a very funny man. He's a very nice man. Um, we'll be talking about like his NFL fandom, America's Got Talent fandom, or, or America's Got Talent fandom. His time in America's Got Talent. I, I also anticipated. Um, are you much of a video game guy? Yeah, some. Because uh, like he has like a big video game collection. We'll nerd out on that shit. So we'll talk about that. Niemiller's the fucking best man. Yeah, it's one of those dudes that I've just not run across a lot, but... He's a funny dude. Yeah. But Lloyd, I think we only have one thing left to say. Let's do this. Fuck Fuck you, you, Washington Washington football football team. team. We We like like the the Bengals. Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We We like like the the Bengals. Bengals.